Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, this is the option that I had. So you're saying, hey, guys, playing this last game, you know, all that you've been working for all your life, you play to win, forget that, lose the game on purpose, I think that would be a hard one to get by. They wouldn't expect me to say that. I didn't. What well, we work each week, our game plan has been to win the game. It's kind of simple as that. And that's what we followed through on the day. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. That's Lovey Smith, hero of Chicago, goat in uh, Houston. Um, he let the Bears win the race to the bottom. And uh, and Houston finishes three thirteen and one, and the Bears nip them with the uh, the three and fourteen record. So the Bears get the number one overall pick. Houston stuck in second place and with the second pick, and we know that never works. So <laughs> Lovey had to go. Yeah, and as we said to start the show, the last time Lovey Smith won a game that meant this much to the Bears organization was the NFC Championship game back in two thousand and seven. 16 years ago. Wow. But, Mully, I have a lot of respect for Lovey Smith doing what he did, understanding what would come after that. Now, mm-hmm. would he have been fired regardless of the Sunday's outcome? Yeah. In all likelihood. Right. But I think that he cemented that decision. I like that idea that he was fired because he won the last game. I do like that idea. I love it. It helps his uh, I think he was fired anyway. legacy. It would enhance his reputation, and you would have to respect the move because fourth and 20 from the 28-yard line, Davis Mills connects, and that unlikely play led to the decision to go for two, no doubt about it. Never hesitated, and they get it, and the Bears benefit from it, and the Texans beat the Colts. 312-644-6767. Let's get to the phone lines. A lot of people want to check in. Daryl has waited patiently on the Odyssey app. Hey, Daryl. Hi, good morning, guys. Good morning Thanks for you, taking the call. Thank and uh, what I saw last night, I wanted to talk about Green Bay. I think they're done. I think Aaron Rodgers is done. And what Detroit, they were mentally tough all night. Green Bay came in with nostalgia at Green Bay, thinking that they were just going to ride their history to victory. But Aiden Hutchinson, whew, man, they couldn't stop him. And they they had key players on offense and defense. And I think that's the team that would trade with us because I think they think that they're a quarterback away. And they have two first-round picks. And I think that's the competition. For the so, division, if we can retool. Okay, so you're saying that Detroit is going to um, dump uh, Jared Goff, right? And they're going to make a trade. They they have the uh, number six pick in the draft for the Rams and number 18, and they'll give those two to the Bears for I think- – is he talking the about the Packers pick. moving up or the or the Lions? I, I think he's talking about the Lions. Are you talking about the Lions or the Packers? I'm talking about the Lions and 
Seattle. They think they yeah. have young rosters, and I think they think that they are uh, uh, Bryce Young away okay. from uh, being a playoff team. Yeah, Seattle and has Denver's to- pick at number five. Right. I think the Lions might be convinced that Jared Goff is somebody they can live with at quarterback, and they use those two picks to make a a better roster even more improved and go from there. I I don't know that they give up on Jared. Maybe they would. And Seattle has their own pick, which right now would be number 20 if they lose, basically, unless Tampa wins. Oh, boy. When you look at they're in the playoffs, so that that hasn't been resolved yet. It's not been resolved. We don't know the numbers. Picks, but but conceivably you could have. I mean, would you trade down for uh, Seattle's number five pick, and uh, they throw in that number one, which is about twenty? To me, the ideal scenario remains: you've got the Colts at number four. You've got a general manager of Chris Ballard stays at. Uh, you have a good rapport with, you might be able to make a deal with. You're not going to fleece him necessarily, but you would be in a position to still get the draft uh, return for the number one pick and still be in a position to pick one of the two defensive players that are at the top of this draft, Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. Yeah. As of today, that sounds like the most appealing scenario there might be others that emerge. You don't know what that is worth, the draft pick, and that will you can't you can't predict that right now. The the you know the rules of the draft, you can only bring three players into your facility. So you can you can examine and search and figure out three players that you want to bring in, but you can go and visit anybody. You can go have dinner all over the country. pro day. Yes. Special private workouts. Yeah. So with the, the number one be. overall pick, yeah. pick the top seven players in the draft and go to dinner with them, right? I mean, you're going you're gonna, to – you're allowed to have free dinners. It's a fun thing to go to a nice restaurant in another city, and you can kind of wine and dine and get to know all these guys, and uh, maybe somebody let something slip. Or you find out something you either really, really like or really, really don't like. Yeah. Just get to know them. It's called due diligence, and yes. if three of those seven that you propose are quarterbacks, so be it, because yeah. you want to explore all possibilities. Doesn't mean you believe in Justin Fields any less, but it means that you are doing what you need to do to have a full idea, a complete picture when you go to make, make a deal it, for it, that number one it pick. It also means that there's a lot of stress connected to drafting, and you might want to eat your way through it. <laughs> It's, there's, there's, who knows? Who knows That's what understandable. conclusion is drawn? Steve yeah. is in Naperville. Hey, Steve. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. All right, Steve. So I wanted to say, you know, I think that the excitement over the one pick that everybody's acting like is a little bit overblown, to be honest. I mean, we moved up one spot, right? Like, this isn't the 2008 Bulls where they were slotted to pick, like, number 14 and then ended up winning the lottery to get Rose. You know, that was a huge difference. We moved up one pick, right? So, like, I don't think that the – Texans winning, or uh, excuse me, are winning, yeah, changed things that much for us. And the other thing is, you know, there's no Peyton Manning in this draft. You know, like, I don't think teams are going to go crazy mortgaging their future to go draft a 5'10 Bryce Young. So, obviously, it's a better outcome that we got number one than number two. But, like, there were Bears Twitter people yesterday acting like this is the highest point in 30 well, it, years. It, and this yeah. single-handedly is going to change the entire franchise. Like, we moved up one spot. The other outcome was still pretty good, too, right? So, I just I don't see the huge, huge difference that everybody's acting like it is. Thank you, Steve. It's a good phone call. 
It is the number one overall pick. It changes everything forever. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it, I mean, do, it changes You get the number the one value. Pick. That means Houston has to trade up if they want to keep – say they have a quarterback in mind. They better trade up to make sure that someone doesn't jump them to get that. That's player. why you're in a more enviable spot. Yes. Are you in a position to change the course of your franchise uh, any more than you were drafting second? You'll, you'll get more for it. You could add a player or two with the draft pick that you'll get for in that deal. Um, but it, to say that it changes the course of your franchise, it's, it's premature. To premature. Yeah. yeah. Don's on the west side. Hey, Don. Hey, good morning, guys. Another season as a Bears fan and a fan of the score in your show, man. How you doing this morning? Bless Thanks, you, Don. buddy. Okay, yeah. So I just wanted to address a couple things. Um well, first, the prior call, then earlier the conversation you guys were having with Dustin, uh, I just say, like, you know, it is it is uh, evidence of a team that can go from worst to first if you make the correct uh, decisions as a, from a, a GM standpoint, you know, with all the um, assets that the Bears currently have right now. I'm not saying that they, they will, but, you know, they're, you know, Cincinnati Bengals, the, uh, the Rams, I believe, did it. Um, Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay, you know, all these teams kind of went from worst to first. So we can do it as long as the correct moves are made. As far as uh, to what I mentioned to the previous call, yeah, no, nah, it doesn't. The first round pick, the first overall pick, and that best quarterback, quote unquote, in the draft thing, yep. it, it carries leverage. So I think mm-hmm. that it, I think that the Bears gained a lot of leverage by giving the num- getting the number one, the number one overall pick in the draft, and I believe that they, you know. They can get a couple more picks out of there. And then finally, with the Green Bay Packers, man, like, so I got a funny story about this. I have a uh, an, an ex-girlfriend down here that she just was, you know, she wanted to sarcastically text me, uh, oh, I'm sorry that the Bears lost and all that. So when the Green Bay Packers left, I texted back this game. Man, that just, that that was the best feeling ever. So shout out to the Detroit Lions. Um, go home, Aaron Rodgers. You no longer own us. You retire, whatever you do. You know, go Bears. And then one last thing, and then I'm off the line, guys. Uh, People got to understand, too, it's not about um, changing the, the franchise, but this is showing you what type of GM you got, okay? He's taking everything, every little inch that he can, and he's taking it, and he's putting it in the Bears' favor instead of us giving that inch away. So I kind of I, – I, I like I like his ideology, at least. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm just getting a positive about looking for it. Dad, I appreciate it. What, how do you feel about the Chase Claypool trade and the fact that he gave the 32 pick in the draft for that guy? Well, so the Chase Claypool trade, in my opinion, as a fan, I don't think that he's been around long enough for us to fully see what he can do. Like I say, okay, it's not hard to go out there and run a fly route or run a post, something simple. But you got to understand, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, okay, the timing, you know, the quarterback, bad enough, our passing game is not one where you can just slot guys in and let them be productive because our quarterback is learning the offensive line sucks. You know, so it's kind of like a thing where, okay, it's not – it's not just the ability of the player. You know, it's everything coming together. So I just say give them an offseason next year. I mean, that that because now since Miami lost their draft pick, um, it, that's essentially a late-round, first-round pick. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe not. You know, maybe I would have left Chase Claypool there and seen what else we can do. But he's here now, and he's not a bad athlete. So let's just see. You know, like I said, I still think it's too early to uh, put a jury okay. out on Chase Thanks, Claypool. Thanks, Don. Right appreciate now. the phone Thanks, call. Thanks, Don. Always good phone call. Yeah, it, it, it is a little premature. That is a fair way to look at Chase Claypool, but it doesn't do anything to build confidence in Ryan Poles. We're still unsure how that trade is going to f- – you know, turn out for everyone. The, but that is that that question 
kind of lies at the crux of why the enthusiasm, if you want to call it that, over the number one overall pick is restrained or should be in my in my view. Only because if you have a proven general manager and a front office that has a history and pedigree well, of success, yeah. I think you feel differently and you, it would be more appropriate. I don't know what we have seen from Ryan Pohl since he took the job that convinces me that being in the position the Bears are in right now is something they're going to take advantage of. Yeah. That's all. No, it's a legitimate question. Um, let's try Bill. Bill is in Chicago. Hey, Bill. Good morning. Mully and Hall. Great to talk to you guys. Uh, David, I want to congratulate you for finally putting Mark Burley on that Hall of Fame ballot on a side note. Thanks, That's Bill. a ter- terrific move. Uh, as White Sox uh, fans in Chicago know, he, he was a he, he's a Hall of Fame player, yeah. regardless with all those innings pitched he's had over the years. But that's a side note. I want to talk about Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks getting in the playoffs. Okay, they 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 sell the farm with Russell Wilson. They get the number five pick from Denver in this year's draft. He goes to the playoffs with Geno Smith, a career journeyman quarterback, right? And and. What 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 do the Bears need to look at this 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 guy Matt Eberflus? He's a nice guy, but he is not the the guy moving forward as the head coach of this franchise. Okay, he's he's a Jim Boylan is what he is with the Bulls. He reminds me of Jim Boylan. He's a kindergarten teacher. He's you know he's a nice guy, but Sean Payton is the guy moving forward with the Chicago Bears franchise. He's won a Super Bowl, and more importantly, he'll take Justin Fields. And he'll tell Justin Fields, you need to get the ball to guys like Alvin Kamara, to guys like um, uh, Alave, the receiver from Ohio State, and you got to stop getting beat up running the ball. You run when it's when it's. Where optional. where are those weapons, Bill? Where are those guys? It, it, it comes it comes with you know it, it, it comes with utility. But like I said, what what would Justin Field look like with the Detroit Lions offensive line with Sewell and Decker at tackle and the and the people around yep. him? Sewell's gotten how about, better. How about yep. the Green Bay? How about the Green Bay Packers 2018 draft getting Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams in the same draft? People are even talking about that today. Jamal Williams just broke Barry Sanders' record. He was a fourth-round pick out of uh, small school. And, so and Rodgers wouldn't trade jerseys with him. <laughs> give him his jersey, yeah. So, so moving, moving forward, you know, like I said, Pete Carroll, and I was going to compare him to Tony La Russa, right? you got two old-timers. Oh. Pete Carroll's 72 years old. And you know he's got you know he's got making plays for him. Bruce Irvin. Bruce Irvin was with the Bears two years ago. They picked him up in the middle of the season as a as a, a pass rusher. He's making two sacks yesterday at 35 years old, chasing guys down. But but what I here's where I would start. I'd call back the Pittsburgh Steelers today and say, Mike Tomlin, you got you want the number one pick? I want my 31st pick in the draft back. You can match T.J. Watt with this Will Anderson kid out of Alabama, and I want five draft picks in return. Yeah, they're not going to do that. Thanks for the phone call. Good stuff. Thanks, Bill. That's not going to happen. It's not realistic to to consider that. Frank's in Lombard. Hey, Frank. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Um, You know, I remember being a lifelong Bear fan like we all are. All we had to worry about were the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Now it's become Detroit and Minnesota because not that Minnesota's going to do what they did this year, and who knows what they're still going to do, but they're not going anywhere, okay? I would love to find any optimism. We are so far behind everyone else in our division. I don't see light. uh, Yes, Fields is light. The kid 
unbelievable athlete. The talent level is through the roof. Who knows what he could do? So on and so forth. But it's like Green Bay, give them a year if Rodgers is gone. And I look at them like um, a St. Louis Cardinal type thing. Okay? They are going to find lightning in a bottle like they always do. Draft some kid, get some quarterback in there, something like that. And then they will be another team to worry about again. I just I don't know what direction to take as a, as a Bear fan because the help that is needed is just you can't even comprehend the help that's needed with seven first-round draft picks. Yeah, there's a lot of work to be done. You're right about that, Frank. I, I would say that, you know, the fear with the, the Packers is that Jordan Love has improved over the last couple of years and is we didn't Ready to see go. him. But if he yeah, is, and he, he is, it's yeah. been a while, right? Then, then that would be another issue you got to deal with. But I, I, yeah. what we're talking about is being realistic about what to expect, and history yeah. suggests that. For forget any cynicism about the Bears, where you, that, that is obviously something you have to factor in. But overall, since 2000, teams that have had the number one overall pick have averaged six and a half victories the following year. Yes, that's incremental growth. Okay, fine. That is incremental growth next year. Six and a half victories, six and 11, yeah. seven and 10, still double digit losses. Do you feel good about that? Is that worthy of the enthusiasm? Perhaps. Depends on how complete the roster looks after free agency in the draft. It's taken Jacksonville two years, two years after the number one overall pick to get to the playoffs. That's unusual. And again, that's in a division that's not very good. That's That, that can't be ignored, though, Molly. That's yeah. probably the biggest point. When you're talking about the Jackson ja- Jacksonville Jaguars, you have Trevor Lawrence and you have Doug Peterson. It's a great marriage. But they also are in a division where the rest of the teams aren't very good. The Bears don't have that luxury. The Packers may be coming back to them, but the Lions are emerging and the Vikings are who they are. So it, it could happen. History says to be more patient, and that's why there's this restrained enthusiasm. It's great to have the number one overall pick. But you have to take advantage of that opportunity if you're Ryan Poles, and that just is not sure if he's if he's got that confidence yet, or the confidence is justified in him. Willie is on the north side. Hey, Willie, gentlemen, how you doing? Good. I have a couple of points, if you don't mind. Sure. First, this is why Dustin's my guy because he's voicing fans like me, and we need a voice on your show. You guys know I love your show. You listen all the time, but this realism i don't need it right now i don't need that realism today today is the day of excitement they have the first round pick just give me the opportunity to see what they're going to do with that pick i can be realistic next fall but right now i want to wait for the draft i want to have that excitement for the draft i want to have that excitement that they might win 10 games and go to the playoffs can i just have that just for a couple of months until the draft is over I want to see who they're going to pick up in the offseason. I want to go through rookie camps, mini camps. I want to go through all this stuff to be excited about this wonderful, fast football quarterback we have. And then the realism can come in later. Can you just give me a little time to enjoy what might be? Isn't that the definition of a fan to be fanatic about it? Isn't yeah. it to be no, Willie, you're right. Isn't that okay? It's okay to feel good about it. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, something happened yesterday uh, that was very unusual and that played in the Bears' favor. And as a Bears fan, you should appreciate it and enjoy it. 
and we're not we're not sitting here telling you that they can't turn it around, but we're not pie in the sky about it. You know, it's a long, difficult road to hoe. You've got a lot of work to do. And that's all we're saying here. I, I hope they can do it. I would love to see them make all the right decisions and have everybody, the football gods, smile upon them and, with every move they make. And regardless of our opinion, Willie, it's just that. It's our opinion, and you're entitled to react however uh, however you would, would choose. You be enthusiastic. Yeah. Get carried away. Put a lampshade on your head. That is terrific. That is part of being a fan. But we're not going to pretend – to feel something we don't yeah. if we don't believe it. We, we've been here a long time. We've been around this team for a long time, and we understand that their winning usually comes down to happenstance. It usually <laughs> comes down to, like, happy accident as opposed to, you know, plan and building. And this is an example of, of a team that had a really happy accident. You know, the, they're, for whatever reason, Houston wanted to get rid of Lovey Smith and he wanted to win the final game of the year, and he did so, and they fired him immediately. They probably were miffed that that happened. <laughs> totally. But, but nonetheless, that worked out it, for the Bears. It's a kind of cynicism that builds up after watching a team long enough right. so you get to the point where their highlight of the decade is when their team loses its 14th game of the season, yeah. and it causes a celebration because of the possibility ahead. There you go. It, it's, you know, if you've looked at the engine, if you've held up the hood and looked at it, if you've <laughs> gone into the sausage factory, okay, yeah. it's hard to unsee okay. some of that stuff, okay? That's all it but is. But if you're hungry enough, you'll, you'll like it, and that's okay. You can like it. Nobody says you can't. 312-644-6767. It's Mully and Haw on the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is back 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 16-0, Vikings 3.46 to go in the first half. Bears are the Vikings 42. Boyle on a fake toss, and he sticks it to Bayless Jones, running right on the toss, working his blockers very patiently inside the 35. Gets away to the 20, 15 to 10. End zone! Touchdown, Bayless Jones! Vikings are going to say he stepped out of bounds on the far side, but that's a touchdown for Bayless. 42 yards, hitting the gas. That is the great clip of the week. And right now, be the sixth caller to the scores contest line. Contest line, that number 312-540-0670. You could win a Chicago football shirt. That's courtesy of Great Clips. It's going to be great. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. And Valus Jones... That was a nice moment. Yes, for him. it was. He, he had a couple nice moments. Yes, he, he had did. a catch in the return, and had he had one more nice moment, they might have benched him again. That was the that was though that he was a tightrope walk, and he did it, and he pulled it, was it off. Beautiful and his speed came out. It was and, he, he was doing too good of a and, job to help them win the game. Well, that's pretty funny. Uh, so it, they they would have to in order to preserve the second pick in the draft. He's gonna sit, take a seat. Yeah, Velas, get out. You know, he can take that into Not the offseason, though. A little momentum, yes, that's important to yes, a rookie he because he's one of those guys that throughout the year, I think that he faced a lot of criticism, and he was kind of a disappointment. He lost his job. He had the muffed fumbles and all those things. So it's good to see him finish strong and give you a glimpse of maybe what he can be. Um, I mean, obviously, you went to the Peterman News Conference. You know how well he played. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 11 of 19 for uh, a 92.9 rating. Um, Your guy, Tim Boyle, I don't know if you tracked him down, two for eight with uh, a couple of interceptions in the uh, vaunted 4.7 quarterback rating. Was that his hang time on that pass? Because that was more like a punt. That was It hung up there forever. But, you know, um, four catches for uh, Cole Komet for 57 yards and a touchdown. That, you know, I – we did the post-game show. I don't even think we looked at the statistics. No, right. don't talked about them. But, you know, Komet caught some passes, and he got over 500 receiving yards. Not the goal in the NFL, but he did it. And and you got a nod to that. And, and the Valus Jones play was very good. I like the idea that you'd bench him <laughs> if he kept doing it because, hey, we, so we're trying to lose. We're trying to lose here. Let's get with the program. Yeah. Cole Komet ran hard after those catches. And he also post-game – was very strong at his locker talking about, well, you know, I don't really want to talk about the draft considerations here. I'm a professional football player, he, paraphrasing. And, you know, he was a guy that is as competitive as they come. He's one of those guys I do think translates into whatever is ahead for this Bears core. He's part of it. I think he's part of it. Whether he ever becomes the tight end that you need him to be, whether he ever um, is, is somebody that you – envision having an 800-yard season or th- mm. whatever. I don't know, Molly, but I think he's a guy that you do 
feel like you can win with, and he's a core guy. 312-644-6767. We got a lot of people who have waited patiently. We'll start with uh, with Tom. Tom is in Orland Park. Hey, Tom. Morning, gentlemen. Morning to you, sir. Jesus, uh, uh, what a what a great thing that's going on right now. I mean, the Bears uh, have a number one choice, and uh, they've got the most cap space of anybody in the NFL. I think that's something to be excited about. I mean, they can. They own the off season. Uh, they own both markets. They control they can the market. Buy anyone they want or draft anyone yeah. they want. It's a good point. What, my question is, though, do you? I don't think the Bears are going to stay with the number one pick because they don't need a quarterback. So somebody's going right. to move up, you know. And how far do you think the Bears can trade down, pick up a bunch of draft picks, and still get Will Anderson or Jalen? Yeah. Carter, well, right? I don't think I mean, any lower than fifth. I think if you if you play it out the on January 9th before right. these quarterbacks are ranked and evaluated but right now you could envision three quarterbacks best case scenario going in the top 5 leaving those two players Jalen Carter and Will Anderson to be the other two non-quarterbacks taken that would be the top 5 right now as we sit here today so I think yep. you wouldn't want to be any lower than totally agree. where the Seahawks I, I are drafting think, right now. I think now. Will Anderson may go ahead of Jalen Carter. I think right now that's the way most people most have people, it. Because, you know, you've got the great pass rusher. You've got a guy that can dominate a game. Jalen Carter might be as valuable to a team like the Bears as the pass rusher. So it, it – but, but once you get – you need quarterbacks to be, you know, taken early. Houston wants a quarterback. Arizona does not, so that's that's the third pick in the draft. You could go to, you could make a swap with Indy where they get ahead of Houston, get the choice of quarterbacks. Then maybe you get uh, Jalen Carter at four. I think you're going five, six. You're starting to look at other positions. Your ideal situation uh, is that the Texans feel so compelled that they want Bryce Young, that yep. they're afraid teams will trade ahead of them to get Bryce Young, that they give up a King's Ransom to get their guy. And you fall no lower than second, where if you're the Bears, then you could take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter or whoever you want. Now, theoretically, I know we're going to get this call before April. Trade down with the Texans, go to number two. Trade down again. That's where I was going. And then I just raised my yeah, hand. That would be awesome. That would be the thing to do. Yeah. If you want to really talk about how to supplement this roster yeah. with as much talent as possible, you could end up with the final hundred picks in the draft. <laughs> you don't want to do that year. this year. No, I'm joking. That's the way Ryan Pohl started. This season yes. has to be different. You want you want multiple picks in the top 100, and as many as possible in the first round. And if you traded down twice, you would certainly be in a position to do that. Jim's in Lake Forest. Hey, Jim. Good. I'm calling about all the uh, meathead calls. It's just hilarious. The one fan doesn't know what to do. Hey, it's the Bears. They've got so many holes. You need five linemen. You need four defensive linemen. Our secondary is a mess. You know, I don't even know. I'm not that sold on fields. I'm a huge fan. I love the Bears. I bleed for the Bears. I'm not that sold on Fields, even. I think he's had a nice season. We'll see if he develops into a passer. About the only guy we've got, a couple good running backs, the tight end's pretty decent. But look at Komet. It took him about three years to kind of come into his own. 
this is not going to be a one and we're going to be in the playoffs next year. I'd love that that happened, but it takes a while. It's going to be, this is a three to four year project because we've got so many holes. Jim, thanks for the realism. I, I, I think that even though Willie doesn't want to hear it, that's as realistic of a phone call. You're gonna, you're going to have to be patient. This isn't going to happen overnight. You're in a great position to do that, but it's, it's patience is difficult, <laughs> and you have to have ownership on your side. You have to have a lot of things fall into place. But I do think uh, history shows you not just with Bear the Bears it, in the NFL since 2000, the number one overall pick, the team picking there. Averages six and a half victories the next year. Let's try Jeff. Jeff's in Moline. Hey, Jeff. Hello, guys. Uh, I just kind of wanted to call and rebuttal the guy. He, call, he called in. He's talking about the Bears need to get rid of Eberflus and bring in a new coach that's going to help Justin. Look, what Justin needs, he needs, he needs consistency. He's had, what, well, he went from high school to Kirby Smart to Ryan Day to Nat Nagy and oh now Lasers calling the plays. Now he's with now he's with Eberflus. Like let's just the Bears are finally doing something right. They're they're trying to you know build something, be consistent. And we got fans freaking out. Like we need consistency. Thanks, what? Jeff. Yeah, I I mean um, let's hope that that's consistency. I I don't you know I don't buy this idea that you got to fire the coach because he's off he's not offensive no, minded coach. I, I, no. But, you know, again, if if Sean McVay's available, don't you have to look at him? The Bears would never do it. The Bears would never look at Sean Payton. The I, Bears I, just don't do things like that. But I, I love the audacity of that idea. Yeah, yeah. But I also think that if Sean McVay leaves the Rams, it's to leave football. Right. And he's, he's getting, getting away from the grind yeah. because it's but, too much on him. But, but, I mean, how old is Sean McVay? 36 years old. Okay. So he can handle the grind. And, and at, when he gets out of the grind – Two years later, he's going to want back in. Well, I think that that's true. And in two years, he might be the exact guy to yeah. replace Matt Eberflus. Maybe he needs but a little I just, breather. I don't think – I think it's more like two but years again, than, than two and a half weeks or two months even. I mean, he is uh, – he's a really good player, a, a good coach, and a good – he's a guy that all the coaches around him get hired because of their proximity to him. He also probably sleeps three and a half hours a night and could use yeah. uh, uh, the time to get away. But he's – like, he's – he was born to it, right? His grandfather, his dad. He, he, He's a lifer. No question. Family business is football. Absolutely true. Mike's in Rockford. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Hello? Yes, hey, Mike. Mike. How Go are ahead. you? Hey, guys. Good morning. Hey, listen. Uh, I know this putting the carpet for the horse, guys. I don't want to make it sound like a dumb call today, but, I mean, this is a serious thing here to look at. Uh, look, we can't judge the coaches, really, because they don't have a roster. They don't have any players to – to deal with here, we're looking at a lack of talent, guys. I will say there's been a lot of crazy calls, especially in offense. I don't understand how they're using fields, but that's a story for another day. But I think if you surround him with the talent, uh, you got you got to build this roster in the next two, three years. Uh, but that being said, guys, I would like to say this. I, the defense uh, has really struggled mightily. They're the worst defensive probably in the yeah. league right now. And I got their lack, lack of talent. But what about Lovey Smith, guys? I know this sounds crazy. You could bring him in as a defensive coordinator. He's familiar with the organization. He just gave the Bears the best Christmas gift they could have. <laughs> and they fired him after that game last night or yesterday. And uh, I just want to know what you guys think about that. I love Smith for the defensive coordinator. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a fair um, 
I, do, I don't think you should fire Allen Williams. I think that uh, that he's a guy that deserves to have some actual pass rushers before we judge whether or not he can be a defensive coordinator. They they, they literally need four new defensive line starters. They've I, got two guys yeah. of the whole crew that I would bring bra- bring back. Um, that's it. And that would be his backups. I agree with that. I don't think it would be fair to Allen Williams. And frankly, I don't think it would be fair to Matt Eberflus. No. If Lovey Smith were on the sideline, if Lovey Smith were part of the organization, he would cast you – know, he's, he's a guy with a legacy at Hallis Hall. And he enhanced that yesterday, certainly by, by this in a fun way. But Lovey Smith – his place in history is preserved in terms of the Bears. I don't think you bring him back in any capacity because I just don't know if that would be more uh, of a distraction than it's worth. Brendan's on the road. Hey, Brendan. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Uh, so I'm in and out of the phone conversations in the, in the truck, so I'm getting bits and pieces of calls. But one thing that you guys hit on a second ago that resonates is the realism of the timeline and how long it takes to get back. Two things on that. One, I think uh, we're in a unique position with optimism because we're not failing as a team based solely on a a bunch of long-term – you know, we got rid of three key defensive players, which is a huge reason why we failed this year. So it kind of gives you a perspective of optimism that there's a plan to replace that. We had some injuries, da-da-da-da-da. My big question is – Right now, we have a we have a value of Justin Fields. There's a, a market value for him, and what his ability is currently, his potential adds a little bit more to that value, and there's that's arguable, right? We don't. The big thing is, can he throw the ball? Can he be a good quarterback? What what are the targets for that? Do you see a scenario where we look at Justin Fields? as we're in the best position with the best pick we're going to have with him having the best known value where we can trade him, keep our first pick, right? Get a perennial offense or defensive lineman who's kind of solved that problem with not being able to catch a pick in the, in the third or fourth pick. Then we're, we've got two firsts, something second, third of this year. And, a, deep, a defensive or offensive lineman that we're looking for as a, uh, a perennial starter in the NFL that's already proven a little bit. All right. Thanks, thanks Brendan. Brendan. Yeah, I don't think they're going to trade Justin Fields. You could literally do anything. You've got so much cap space. If there was a well-paid player, if that's what he's saying, you could make you could absorb you, you a could contract no matter who you it could, is. No, if you have the capital, if you yes. have the wherewithal yes. to do that, you could do that. Yeah. I don't like this conversation the way it would – trading Justin Fields to me would be a mistake. Yes. I think that you need to see this through. You have to see what you have with him, and trading him does not make sense to me. It just doesn't add up logically, and I just don't think they're going to do that. I'd be shocked. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting because of of exactly what you're talking about there. You could absorb anyone. If there was a team that needed, you know, the Bears bought draft picks by eating salary from guys that they traded. So they could buy another draft pick or two by eating contracts of players that uh, are running. First of all, they need everything. And secondly, they've got tons of money. So there is no limit 
to the way you could build this team. And that's going to be sort of the the whole mindset that they have to have. So they have to be monitoring all these situations with disgruntled superstars. And whoever wants out, they need to let them know if they can find the way in to Hallis Hall. I love it. (laughs) All right. uh, We've got uh, Dan and Lawrence. We'll talk to them next. It's Mully and Hall on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 